Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. Today, it's going to be our first waiver episode of the year. Preseason waivers here as we get into week one. Because most everyone's drafted, obviously, by now. There's waiver wire moves to be made, though, already, especially with some of these injuries. Players, you have to drop, find some waivers, especially if you like Jonathan Williams the other day. He was handcuffed for you. Drop him, find somebody else. Those injured guys, get rid of them. I got a bunch of waivers here for you. Jeff, I have some, too. We'll go through that. None of these guys maybe are going to be special, but it's just some guys to look at. Obviously, they weren't drafted in your leagues. There's probably a reason for it. But I think I do think there's some value in a lot of these guys. Before we get into that, make sure you check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit. We're Fantasy Football Profit on Instagram. FantasyFootballProfit.com is the website. You can take a look there. Check out all our ranks. We'll put our waivers up there as well. We're just going to jump right into the waivers, Jeff. And how we do waivers here is we go to ESPN. We basically, our waiver list has to be players that are owned in 50% of leagues or less off when we get these things. Because it's not everyone, they're not going to be available in everybody's league. A lot of these guys aren't available in our leagues, but we're going to go 50% or less. So should be half the leagues out there they're available in. So I'm going to start off running backs with a guy who's owned in 45% of leagues, who I still, I think he should be rostered because we just don't know the situation. Jamal Charles. He is only 45% of leagues, but I think he, I think he needs to be rostered because what if, what if he is Jamal Charles yet? We don't really know yet. So... I would take that chance. I'd put him on the end of my bench and see if he's going to be anything. I mean, what about you? What do you think? Oh, yeah, I think this one's a no-brainer. Right. I mean, it, it, I guarantee you have one guy on your bench that you don't really need, or at least someone in your league does. Why wouldn't you take a, a flyer and a guy that could just be the golden ticket, right? I mean, yep. heaven forbid, even if he's not completely Jamal Charles of the past, I mean, he definitely is going to be able to be playable even if he just stays healthy and kind of does his own thing because there's a lot of – need for him on that offense even better you know what i mean so i mean especially with a young quarterback like that oh man you could do some great things to throwing it to him in the backfield put him in space i'm, I'm excited to see what he can do i like cj anderson but cj anderson's never been able to stay healthy really either so there i mean foreman's hurt already he's going to be coming back possibly here but i mean we don't know or we don't we don't have a clue if i say foreman booker booker devonta it you know, you don't know. So there's a chance there. I think it's just worth a shot. Throw him on the end of your bench and just wait and see what happens. I That's what I think. All right, some other guys. This guy's owned in 21% of leagues. Alvin Kamara. It's another interesting player here. It's mainly because now, especially with Sneed gone, in a way it could actually open up a little bit more for a pass-catching back like Kamara, who, which I think that's his role, what his role is going to be with the team right now. And they're going to need to have another target out there. I don't know if it's necessarily – Everyone, it's funny when these injuries happen, it's all these targets go to one player in everyone's minds. This time it was Ted Ginn. You know, it's Ted, <laughs> right? Ted Ginn's the one getting all the targets. I, no, they're going to be spread out probably. And Kamara might get a couple. He's already going to have some value as it was. So with only 21% of the leagues owning him, but I think he's worth a shot to have on your bench. Just to, another guy, let's see how they use him. I want to see how they use him. And if you have a deep bench, why not throw him on there? Yeah, you know? I mean, and I'm, I'm a big Kamara fan, but at the same time, in the position he's in right now, I, I feel like he probably needs an injury before you can safely use the guy. 
But if you do have, you know, if you do have a, a league where you have 12 teams, 14 teams, something like that, where it's much more deeper you go down here, uh, Kamara is definitely worth this shot. Yeah, I think so too. All right, there's a bunch of rookies we can just group together. I'm not you know, going into each one of them, but if you have a deeper bench and you can stash a rookie, why not? Samaj P. Ryan's in 13% of leagues. Deontay Foreman's in 11% of leagues. Jamal Williams from Green Bay, 10% of leagues. James Conner, 9% of leagues. Those are the kind of guys that if you have a deep enough bench where you don't, you're don't, you not giving away anything that you need, why not? Throw them on your bench, see what happens. There could be a situation where one of them becomes a starter here if there's an injury. You don't quite know. But I think... Out of those kind of, of those players, I think Connor. If you're a Bell owner, I think you need to have James Connor. I think that's one of the few like real, like clear handcuff situations, especially after they release. Well, they released Toussaint and then they re-signed him, <laughs> but they, you know, they. It's clear that Connor's the guy if Bell were to go down, and then Foreman, I think, is a pretty clear handcuff to Lamar Miller at this point. I think uh, Alfred Blue went down with an injury here. I believe Foreman's the guy to have there. So if you're a Miller owner, I think you need Foreman. And so only 11% of leagues have him. So I think all Miller owners need to have him. Yeah, and out of these guys, I like Foreman the best. I I mean, obviously, if you take away injury, if you take injury off the table, I think Foreman will still have a a role in that offense. And I think being the bigger back, he could have a possibility of being that red zone guy. And I think that's what you're looking for here is – Hey, not only can I have a guy that, in case of injury, he's yep. going to move up to the number one running back, but in a tight spot and, you know, during uh, bye weeks, things like that, I could play the guy. He gets, you know, one red zone touchdown and I'm good. I mean, so that, that's why I like Foreman. I, I like him the best out of the rest of those guys. Yep. All right. Another guy, Wendell Smallwood. To me, this is an interesting one. He's owned in 8.3% of leagues. But there's a real chance that he could actually end up being the number one back there. I think it's going to obviously be some kind of committee with Smallwood, Blunt, throwing in Sproles, Pumphrey, who knows, all those guys. So there might not be a clear thing, but Smallwood has a – when you're looking at guys in your waivers, if you want the end of the bench, you want a guy that has some kind of chance to be a number one running back on the team. And I think Smallwood has that chance. I'd rather – I see, I'd rather have him than some of these, like, you know, fifth or sixth receivers you might have, have on a team or some other guys. I, I like I like the chance there to take with Smallwood. I picked him up in one of my leagues. There there's there's potential there. So just wait and see. Get get him on your I think get him on your bench. Wait a week, two weeks, see what how they're using him, what the offense looks like, and then if it doesn't work out, just release him. Who cares? You know, you're not out anything. Anybody else catches your eye on there? Probably Tariq Cohen, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Because I mean, if you listen to yesterday's show, you will know that not the biggest Jordan Howard guy, so maybe Tariq Cohen is something there. Yeah, I mean... You're not going to endorse no, that one, are you? No, I'm not going to endorse that one. All right. <laughs> I mean... Hey, actually, this is a this is a good point, though. I mean, obviously, this is going into week one, right? We're talking about waivers. What do you look for when you're actually going after waivers? So, obviously, you already have your initial roster built out, right? Yep. Um, for this one, especially the biggest thing about waivers is you want to get people early on because otherwise you're you're gonna have to pay a king's ransom for say uh, an injury happens and all of a sudden Chark Hendrick West Hunt goes down Chark Hendrick West is yeah. gonna be number one everyone's gonna go after him so what are you looking for I'm, really honestly, my for the end of my bench I want I want running backs that have some potential at a number one running back role that's what I want on my team right now I want these running backs I don't care about the wide receivers if I have four receivers I'm fine I don't care about the rest I want running backs that have 
there's a path to be them being a number one running back because it's so hard to get number one running back. So that's I'm keep throwing them on the end of my bench and hoping I pick one up. That's how I'm going to do it. Even another one, Mister Jeremy Hill, sixteen percent of leagues. I mean, if let's say let's say Mixon got hurt, who's going to run the ball there? Well, you know that's the thing. Like he might be the starter now. We don't even know. The I was injury say, Hill's an interesting one because he is technically the starter, right? I mean, technically they're going to say he's the starter, and I mean, he yeah, it's it's there's a chance here. He shouldn't be owned in only 17% of leagues, right? No. I understand why people would get, you know, very, very excited about Mixon and other people. But I think that one that one's a little baffling to me that the fact that Hill is only in 17% of leagues owned. Yep. I mean, if you're looking for a running back that can be productive and, you know, get you some points, even on bye weeks, things like that, even if he's not going to be in your starting rotation, Jeremy Hill is definitely one of those guys. Yeah. I. He just needs to be on the end of a match because that's another guy who has a shot at being – have a full workload so that's why these kind of guys like i i'm not probably going to be picking up like okay i don't want shane vereen honestly because there's never to me a chance where shane vereen's the number one back there if paul perkins goes down shane vereen's going to stay in his role and it's going to be what it is in deep deep leagues maybe you can use him but to me that's just not a guy i like to use if vereen goes down it's probably going to or if perkins goes down it's probably going to be darkwa or Gallman, one of those kind of guys. It's not going to be Vereen. Vereen's going to stay where he's at. So Vereen's owning 30% of the leagues. He's owning more than some of these guys. I don't get it. I don't think it should happen. Right. Here, break this down for me then. So when you're looking at these, say Deontay Foreman, guys we've already talked about. Deontay yep. Foreman, yep. Wendell Smallwood, and we'll say, uh, who was another one guy? Uh, Chris, or I'm sorry, um, the backup to Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, Connor. Uh, yeah, Connor. So say you're going against those three, and mm-hmm. obviously each one of those is one injury away from being yep. the starting back. How do you pick from those three say well right now i would actually pick smallwood even though i do understand that i think if given the number one job connor or foreman will be better than smallwood is as a back there is more of a path i feel like the number one role so not only injury but you think that he could do it by talent yeah you think he could overcome blown yeah that's the thing as of right now i think he could just do it yeah without injury smallwood could take the job foreman's if Foreman took the job, it's going to be down the road, way down the road. Mm-hmm. Miller's not going to be giving up the job anytime soon. Even you know, with an injury, he could. Right. Obviously, Connor, if only injury, it's only injury. Smallwood has. There's a chance that he takes over without injury. That's what I'm looking at. And yeah, he's not going to probably be great, but sometimes that's okay. If you can get a, hopefully, then if you're picking up a guy, he's going to be like your fourth running back. And if you get a fourth running back who's just okay, I I like that. It's more like a few years back, I picked up a guy by the name of Alfred Morris right before the season started because it looked like he had a shot at being the number one running back on the team at the time. I think he was probably behind like Roy Hallou or something at that point. Who knows? Yeah, probably the, was, yeah. You know, something like that. And it was like, and Morris was never amazing. And you know, you know, he's new. He was never top end talent, but he had a role and he was good enough to like to be your, like your third running back. And that's fine. Smallwood maybe could be that. You know, yeah, not not saying he's gonna be great, but out of these guys, he has the best chance to be, you know, have a role there. All right. And when do you, I guess, when do you cut ties with the guy? It's honestly for me, it's quick. <laughs> if if somebody like okay, the Smallwood situation, because I'd ha- I'd have Smallwood because of a potential spot at being a number one back, and if it's not happening after like week two, I'm done with him because I'm not holding him for an injury. I'm holding him. I was picking him up because I thought he would maybe take the job. So then I might just go to the next guy and mm-hmm. see. You know, keep doing that. I, I rotate those bottom running backs quite often. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes you miss. Sometimes you release a guy too early. That's happened. 
you know. So that does happen too, but I guess that's just kind of the chance you take sometimes when you're doing that. So, all right, we should move over to wide receivers. Let's see if we got any good wide receivers here owned in under 50% of leagues. It's probably not as many just because of, you know, there's so many wide receivers that are owned, but there's a couple. Um, let's see here. Who should I talk about first? There's nobody like standing out to me. I do like Kenny Galladay at 7% only. I think he's a guy who put him on your bench for week one or two. See what his role is going to be. That's a guy who there's, there's a, there's a chance that he could be probably what there's a chance he could be the number two receiver in Detroit. We don't know with Marvin Jones for sure, but even a number three can be productive. So, I mean, you like him. I know you think he should be probably be owned there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think he's startable or anything yet, no, but, but it's, it's, no, I, I, and I, the thing I like about him too, is you, you know what I mean? And for wide receivers, it's not so much the path because a lot of wide receivers can play. It's how productive can you be yep. when you're in there? And he's already shown he's going to be a good red zone threat. Um, and you can never have enough of that. And with Ebron, you know, being very injury prone, Marvin Jones, Tate kind of being up and down, Tate's a smaller wide receiver anyway. Um, I think he kind of has a niche, and that's what I like to see with wide receivers like that because he, he's a rookie. He's kind of a tough one, but I, I think he could get some touchdowns that other other guys down here won't be able to get. Yep. So I do like if you have a deep enough bench where you can sustain it, Mike Williams. I wouldn't mind throwing him on the end of your bench yeah. if you can if you can do it. Yeah, I'm still a proponent of that. I really like that. Yeah, yeah I do too. But, if, I mean, how many weeks do you think you have to hold on to him before he's worth playing? Okay, though? but they they didn't put him on the they took him off the pop list. Mm-hmm. So that's six. So you have to kind of think in your mind they expect him to be back before week six. So it might be like four weeks before you can see him. Week week five maybe he can play or something right. like that. Miss the first month. I think you can probably sustain that on your bench long enough. I mean, what do you think? It's if you, have a, if you have a league with a deep bench, you can do it. If you're a league with a shallow bench, you can't. you got to just wait and hope that you're the team that gets him. You have to wait and wait yeah. and wait and just try to get him a week before he comes back or two weeks before he comes back. So, But if deep enough bench, put him on there and just wait and see. Same with John Ross even. John Ross is going to be out for a week, maybe two or whatever here. But if you can sustain it, put him on the end of your bench. And that's those top 10 picks and top 10 wide receivers, they have – he could be great. I mean, why? Why? Who's to say he's not going to be great? I mean, look at Odell Beckham did. This is the Odell Beckham situation from what three seasons ago now. What was it? Two thousand fourteen, where he's rookie. That's what it was. He was, you know, hurt, so no one picked him up. You know, if somebody had just kept him on the end of their bench, you would have been really loving life towards the end of the season there. So Ross and Mike Williams, put him on the. I'd, I'd say put him on the end of your bench if you have that shot to. Even let's say here, is there anybody that stands out to you? Josh Doxon's owning forty-one percent of leagues. There's, I see, there's a path there, but he's been hurt so much, and it's not just a rookie doing it. He's done it for two years now, where he's been hurt, and he's what going to be the third receiver at best right now there mm-hmm. when he comes back. I'm surprised he's actually owning that many that percent of leagues. The, yeah, the I, right now the way I'm kind of looking at waivers also is I'm I'm looking at a teams that actually need to fill a void. So the ones that kind of interest me, the number one, Devin Funches is your number one. Yeah, of course, you know Devin Funches. You know, for us or me hating him so much, we say his name a lot on the show. But um, I I'm I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with. Seattle. So both Lockett and Richardson are mm-hmm. owned in practically no leagues. So Lockett twenty two percent, Richardson almost 1.1. none. So and so Baldwin and Graham are going to get all the targets. I mean, they just traded Curse. So obviously these are probably going to increase a bit. Lockett's already gone up by like eight percent. But 
you you know you pretty much pick whoever you think is the better guy in that situation to take those extra targets that have fallen away and you can throw them on your you know bench especially for week one and two when you're going to try to you can actually figure this out so that's one situation i really like and Lockett has burned me in the past really really badly <laughs> but i i feel like if he stays it's never been talent it's always been health yep. so if he can and he's questionable right now so i can't believe i'm actually <laughs> endorsing him but if Lockett can stay healthy, I think he could do some really nice things in that offense. Um, so I really do like Lockett, kind of. I, I would give him a week or two and figure out. Um, but so he's he's someone I kind of like. And another one that I know Craig is going to completely uh, disagree with me on, but another one is the Jets. <clears throat> Ardarius Stewart? Yeah, so I like Ardarius Stewart to give him a week or two to figure out what they're going to do because <laughs> I think he's by far their best athlete. And I'm not – I mean – and Robbie Anderson is their number one, and he's only owned in 5% of leagues. I totally understand why people, totally understand. But if you're in a situation, throw one of those guys on the end of your bench. Um, first of all, I think Lockett is better than the other ones. But yeah. um, but it's one of those things, like, someone's going to be a winner, someone's going to be a loser in that situation, and you yep. could get value out of it, even though their teams are awful. You know what I don't understand? Not Seattle, I'm sorry, just just. You know what I don't understand? And why is Cooper Cup owned in 16% of leagues? Yeah, I think he's he did have a great preseason. I just don't I don't see it happening. Maybe I'm no. I, might, I might be completely wrong, but if people are down on Sammy Watkins because he's playing for the Rams and he has Jared Goff as his quarterback, why is Cooper Cup going to be great? What's the what's the reasoning here? I don't understand it. Yeah, I'm just I, don't I, know. I think they're just assuming that he's going to be easier to throw Maybe, to because he's going to be more of a slot guy. I don't know. Maybe that's because I like Watkins so much and people are just down on it. So they're just trying to I'm trying to just hit him back with something here. But should Robert Woods be owned in only 4% compared to Cooper Cup 16? Maybe that's just they know what Woods is. They don't know what Cooper Cup is. Yeah, I think it's because he's a new guy. He had <laughs> some good catches in the preseason. Yeah. He hasn't done anything spectacular, though. And, you know, he's still the wide receiver three, but you still have Tavon mm-hmm. Austin that they're paying a lot of money to. Yeah, you have Farrell true. Cooper, who was a high draft pick a year before that. Yep. Like, don't – I think people are kind of putting the, you know, the cart before the horse when it comes to Cooper Cup. I understand kind of overreacting at times, but um, he's one of those guys I think has owned too much. I'm I'm with you on this one, Craig. Yep. Yeah, it's just uh, I don't know. I I I'm just not seeing it. D.D. Westbrook's owning point nine percent of leagues. Good old D.D. Don't pick him up in a regular league. I'm hey, I like D.D. Westbrook, but you got to be about a sixteen team league before you pick him up at this point. But watch him. Just watch him. Chris Conley's only owning point six percent of leagues. Point six, and he's what the third. He he should be the third guy in Kansas City, right? Yeah. So he's, he's gonna be wide receiver number two. But yeah, I mean Kelsey and uh, just something Tyre. to watch. We don't know what his actual target share is gonna be, but. but I do have to say this about him: if if you're gonna be interested in a player there, um, I think he is the most. He's gonna be the uh, the most reliable wide receiver. I think Tyreek Hill is gonna be more of a boomer bust mm-hmm. player a little bit still. Yep. Travis Kelsey is really gonna be their number one wide receiver, but if you have a, a large wide receiver like you know, uh, Conley, uh, I think he kind of fits the mold of who uh, the Chiefs like to throw to. He's much more like a Macklin than, you know, any of the other guys have. So I think he has a good opportunity to kind of be a very stable player that you could throw in there on bye weeks and you actually get good, good production out of him. Um, let's see here. Brandon Coleman, 0.4% of leagues. I think there's more value there. I just, I just There's something about it where I think there's – I just feel like there's something there. I'm not saying like he's gonna be, you know, amazing, but I feel like he's a player that should be owned in more than point for four percent of leagues. That's all I'm saying. I don't know how much more yet, but I just think there is some chance of him 
having, you know, decent weeks. Well, especially week one and two, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, Willie Sneed is suspended for the first three games, I believe. Yep. So Brandon Coleman is obviously the number two wide receiver all of a sudden. Or number three. Oh, I'm sorry, number you three. You keep forgetting about Ted. I, I always you forget about like, Ted again. Get, get, he's just there. Whatever. Anyway, I think, you know, I think <laughs> the third wide receiver is yeah. not forgotten when Drew Brees is throwing the ball anyway. Yep. And uh, Ted Ginn, I feel like, is still a one-trick pony. I, I think Coleman has more upside than he does, really, in that yep. position. Yep. So I totally get it. But once again, he's a complete, you know, two weeks, and then he's out of there for me. Yeah. I think you can figure out ways you can be real quick before Snead comes back. And some of these guys that we've just completely passed over, that because these are guys I, at this point I don't care about because I think there's first couple weeks I want to get some guys with upside at the end of my bench to see if they can come out. So I don't care about Torrey Smith, Cole Beasley, Muhammad Sanu, Kenny Stills. I don't care about those guys right now. Yes, I think there's gonna they probably have more value than some of these guys we've talked about. But I think we know what those guys are. So those are players if you are in a bind and you need a guy for a bye week later on, you pick them up at that point. At this point, you pick up guys I think that have a little bit more value, and I mean a little more potential value, and get those guys and see what they become. Um, anybody else here? Devin Funches, he's really nothing on him, huh? He's number two <laughs> receiver there for Carolina, number two. You know, you don't see it, huh? Yeah, I got no love for him. All right, all right, that's about it for wide receiver. Any tight ends? Catch your eye, anybody? There's really not much. Austin Hooper, he is owned in only thirty six percent of leagues. Yeah, I, I like him. He's my top guy there. Watch the rookies, I guess. See what they do. They're they're all owned in twenty one percent of leagues or fewer, with Howard Ingram and Najoku. We yeah. we don't think there'll be anything this year, maybe, but not they could. Yeah, and there's no nothing saying they're not going to be. If you're hurting early for yep. in tight end situation, maybe one of your guys is questionable. You're not sure. Um, for the first couple of weeks, I, I still like Cameron Bright. I know OJ Howard is there, but I think he'll come along slowly. And Bray was very—he was very good last year. Yep. So don't completely forget about him. I think he'd be a good fill-in for the first handful of weeks. Yep. And then there's really—I mean, quarterback-wise, you're not streaming probably at this point. Obviously, you still could be playing some matchups down there, but there isn't real. I mean, Carson Palmer at Detroit—that could be a good matchup if you're looking for a quarter. If you're—you've got quarterbacks at the end of the draft, you have like nobody here. I would have. You know, like to see what Tyrod Taylor would would do against the Jets, but doesn't I don't know if he's healthy. So that's in it. I think that would have been a good matchup for him. But other than that, if you're way way down there, that's about it. Palmer could have a good week here coming up. Um, yeah, that's about what I got there. There's not too much actually. Palmer, if you're looking for a guy for like if you need somebody for a couple of weeks here, Palmer plays Detroit and then Indianapolis. Then he has Dallas, who isn't a great defense, and then he has San Francisco, who should be poor. He could actually have a good little start here if you're, if you, maybe you're an Andrew Luck owner, you know, need a quarterback down there. He might be a good guy to have fill in before you know you get to that point. But that's about it. I think that's all I got for waivers this week. Yeah. Oh, one other guy, Buck Allen. Watch for Buck Allen. I'm. It's another one of those guys that I'm kind of just waiting to see what's going to happen with him. He's barely owned, so I think there's a chance because I don't think that Terrence West is any good. And Danny Woodhead is going to probably have the most value there yet. I believe that, but his, I think he's never, he's never going to be getting the carries to start. Right. I mean, you're not expecting him to be getting all these carries anyway. So Buck Allen, Javorius Allen, what do you want to call him? Only owned in 0.4% of leagues. I feel like, I don't know. He's owned in less leagues than D'Angelo Williams is owned, who doesn't have a team. That's, I mean, what's up with that? He's owned in less leagues than Jeremy Langford. He's owned in less leagues, leagues than Glenn Gronkowski. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, 
I think he should be owned. Maybe not owned, but you watch him. He should be owned more than that. I think there's something there. So, all right. Yeah. And so you got any more? Just uh, the defense. I mean, I know oh, yeah, this is kind of, here. Yep. you know, kind of want to seems irrelevant. So I, was, I still got my waivers and Nick. <laughs> but, and, I mean, you know. honestly, if, if you have one of these, even if you have a good defense you want to keep, but they're playing like a, a stud offense, you can always jump down here. And I think like Falcon against Chicago. That's a good one. Or Rams. Bills against the Jets. I mean, you just pick an offense that looks those, terrible. This Rams game. against the Colts now without luck. Yeah, exactly. That's, That's another one. good one. So, those, are, those are my three. Rams against mm-hmm. Colts. If you're yeah, if you're just streaming defense, Rams against Colts, you know, Bills against Jets, Falcons against Chicago. I like all three of those options. And I tell you, I mean, yeah, uh, especially the New York Jets. I'm not sure if they'll ever get on track this year. I think they could easily be, you know, kind of like the Cleveland situation last year, where you could literally just follow them around with teams. Yep. Um, I mean, streaming defenses this year might actually be relatively easy. Yep. So yeah, Steelers against Browns. Steelers are owned in just over 50 percent of leagues, but. Their potential streaming option there, but yeah, I think those are, there's some good options this week actually defensive wise. It's hard to say until we really get going to know, but I think yeah, I think those are pretty safe. I I, I can't see. Well, we Scott, don't know how the defenses are, but yeah. we definitely know what the offenses I are doing. I can't see Scott Tolzien lighting up the Rams. I can't see no, <laughs> and we know the Jets aren't going to put yeah. up a ton of points, and we, you know, I think it's safe to say that yeah. uh, Chicago will probably be lackluster as well. Yeah. All right, I think that's it for the waivers. We'll be back with some rankings and. That'll get you ready for week one. Talk to you guys next time.